Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo, the great Gibbe here with me today. Z, he's got to be playing golf, right? Yes. Got to be. He's golfing? Yeah, he, uh, he had some kind of function. Oh, a function. And, uh, he was teed off about an hour and 20 minutes ago. Do we know where? So we can send uh, somewhere boards? bougie on the east side. <laughs> somewhere bougie on the as if there isn't plenty of bo- our entire team lives on this side. Well, do I, any of our again. guys? Do any of our guys live on on our side? Maybe miles. Miles, like southeast, yeah, right towards you. Yeah, Bernie lives over in my neck of the woods. So that some of there the greatness has to be is a few there. players. Feels like everybody comes this side. I always thought when I. Um, when I moved up to this fine city of ours, that this that one thing that this does what this city doesn't have is something that Columbus had a lot of, which is like elite golf course communities. There's not a lot of those up here. A lot of the country clubs are old school. Um, there's there's one in Aurora that has that. I think Barrington is that what it Barrington. is. Barrington. Yep. Yeah. That has like Beautiful. the big houses and the course and all of that. Like there's a few of them, but by and large, not. And I, I always thought you put one out here on the west side and it would just crush. Yeah. All the uh, athletes I mean, could go live there. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I'm trying to think if there's a really good golf course. Well, there are. but Community. I, yeah, but in what, terms of like. Like Sweetbriar's nice in Avon Lake, but it's public. Yeah. In like Stonewater and Highland Heights, Jimmy Hanlon's track is beautiful. Sure. Uh, that I think that might be gated. Uh, but, but I mean, again, just in Dublin side. alone, yeah, Dublin, Muirfield it's... Village, Country Club at Muirfield, Tartan Fields, Wedgwood, uh, uh, Kinsale. I mean, there's five or six just in, just in Dublin down by, there. By the way, my buddy played, which is the tougher one, Scarlet or? Scarlet. He played Scarlet two days ago. Blood Said bath. it was unbelievable, and he pretty much pooped himself by the time he got to the second hole. The people down there always complain that Jack made it too tough when he renovated it that he made it unplayable. He made it a basically a championship course so that for like the Ohio State golf team. But one thing that if if memory serves, if you're an Ohio State graduate, you can play there. Yes. Pretty sure that's it. Um, the Scarlet and the Gray. And so a lot of them live in that area, that upper Arlington area. And if they don't belong to Scioto, they belong there and they play there. And so then that course became almost unplayable for people who aren't collegiate golfers or pros. So that can happen. Terrible. But, yeah, yeah you're great. right. There, there are a lot of golf course communities down there. Yeah, there's tons it's, of them. It's loaded up. Yeah, they're absolutely loaded up. Um, so, last night, um, watched a little of the sports, watched the Bucks and the Celtics close things out. Uh, or not close things out, but the way that that game unfolded. Watched a little of the hockey, and then I watched the season finale of Winning Time. So, did you watch this, Gibbe? Did you watch Winning Time? Are you watching uh, I've this? I've seen some of it. I have not seen it all yet. Well, spoiler alert, the Lakers win the 1980 championship series. <laughs> Shocking development. Right. Magic Johnson has 42, 13, and 7 while starting at center and playing center forward and guard, and um, they win the championship. And it, it, it culminates probably a two-year run from an athlete standpoint that's as good as any. Uh, wins a national championship at Michigan State, drafted number one overall by the Lakers, wins a championship with the Lakers while winning finals MVP along the way. Uh, there were some, as it's been with the series throughout, there's been some liberties taken with what's fact and what is not. But it was it was a fun final episode of it. And it got me thinking, 
as you know, we're talking about Miles and we're talking, we t- I talked about Bernie. We've talked about this a lot before with Bernie, how he is so revered here um, and as revered here as any athlete is anywhere. I would argue that Magic Johnson in Los Angeles is in that realm. Absolutely. The way that he has felt, the way Bernie's felt here, Magic has felt that, has, feels that type of love in Los Angeles. But I would also say that similar to Bernie, and this is probably what this series did to great effect, it made a younger generation, generation if they're watching it, even people in their 30s, oh, he was really good. I think if you ask people in their 20s who's Magic Johnson, they might have very little frame of reference other than successful businessman, always around the NBA, know that he's an all-time great, but none of them have seen him play. Nobody understands that he was a unicorn. Yeah. You know, that he was a 6'9 point guard when that didn't happen. Correct. You know, in a way, he was, I think, the most similar guy to him now, not in terms of style of play, but in terms of uniqueness, is probably Giannis, a seven-footer who does what Giannis does. Um, That's probably it. But I was thinking about all of those things while watching this from the standpoint of this is now exposing a younger group of people to how good that dude was at a young, young age and what he accomplished. It's odd in that his – you could argue, I mean, the, the junior hook he hits an 87 against the Celtics is right there. But the 42-13-7 against the Sixers in Philly to win it as a rookie, maybe his signature professional moment. And nobody saw it live. No. Nobody. No. I don't even. It was on in four markets. That's Los amazing. An- it was on live in four markets. Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, and uh, Chicago. I think it was Chicago. Not a, not on the East Coast. Four. No, because in those days, the CBS gave the affiliates the choice to have, carry the primetime lineup, which, boy, if I go back to my youth, my guess that would have been like Dukes of Hazard, Dallas, Falcon Crest, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> something like that, Dynasty, something like that. And those were such behemoths that you didn't want to pull those off the air, even in rerun, for a live sporting event. And so everybody else took it tape delayed. They ran it at eleven thirty at night. So that's that's how that's that was illuminating, uh, to say the least. That's amazing. But yeah. uh, but then I but then I think about it, like I can remember the first time that the NFL draft went to Thursday night. Sure. And everybody was like, "You can't put that on Thursday night. Like Thursday night TV. Like you can't you can't compete. You can't compete like that. Yes, we can. Watch We're going to own it. Yeah." Yeah, it goes. It it comes full circle as we're you know the the schedule is released today, and you know all this stuff is leaking out in terms of who we play, some of the matchups. Uh, I'm, Don't get hooked, kids. I'm entirely fascinated on the uh, right. I'm entirely fascinated by how the draw is, who's getting what games, and you know those type of things. I'm, I'm curious to see what our first eight look like. You know those type of things. Those things are all interesting, um, but it, it it does buttress the point that. From an entertainment perspective, live sports you care about is without question the number one thing. And the next biggest thing is a show like Yellowstone, which is a weekly, as big as Ozark is, Ozark in a binge situation, it's not a communal affair. It's you watch it on your time and you can't even really discuss it because you don't know who's done with it or who's not. Yeah, who's where. Right. Whereas Yellowstone airs every Sunday. Game of Thrones aired every Sunday, so everybody could watch it, and then you talk about it. Sports is the last thing that presents that. There's nothing else. There's nothing else that does. 
We made that point yesterday talking about Tom Brady and the, the money that he got. They, they paid him that money to be the face of Fox. That's what he's doing. It's live TV. It is. Yeah. And live TV doesn't exist a whole lot. No. Anymore. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so Zagur is golfing. I'm yeah. I'm nursing landscape projects this morning that won't end. And and you you had a nice morning. Little drama. All right. Little drama. So in the morning, I have about an I have about an acre in my backyard. It's, oh, you got your you got little, it's pretty big. Little ponderosa there. A little bit. So in the morning, I open the door. The dogs, you know, they go out. They go run and, you know, kind of get things going, get the blood flowing a little bit. I go out with them. You know, I've got the younger ones on a shot. You know, I have the shot collar mm-hmm. uh, because she could she could chase things. She sure. has no problem going after squirrels, and she likes the competition sure. of all of that. So they both go, and my older one, he won't go unless she goes. Mm-hmm. Normally, like, if she goes after something, he'll go. But otherwise, he's like, I just want to do my business and get inside, and when can we eat breakfast? Sure. Um, he goes tearing out the door. And I'm like. The old man? I'm like, where is he? Go-? Like, the old man's 10. Yeah, I'm like, where are you going? Right, what's your hurry And about? she's in hot pursuit. Cause, but I don't think she could. Anyways, I get out there, and I'm like, oh, they're chasing the squirrel again. Okay, great. That's how we start. Mm-hmm. Except, like, it's around one of our smaller pines, and I'm like, well, the squirrel didn't go up. I didn't see the squirrel go up the tree, and what's going on out there? And I'm walking out, and I see it behind the tree. That's a black and white stripe. That's a morning changer. That's what that um, is. That's a my three-year-old puppy getting sprayed directly in the face. Oh, no. The older one getting sprayed all down the side. Oh, no. And a full-on battle royale going by the time I get there. Oh, my God. And you don't even want that. No, got, I don't. You've got rabbit situations. This? You've got. Yeah. Oh, God, Gibbs. It is a full-on melee. My wife, I was giving her a few extra minutes to sleep in in the morning. She had a little bit of a, you know, the sinuses or allergies yeah. are all mess and. I was like, you know, hey, I'll take the dogs out. I'll start getting 80 going for, you know, for school and all that. And it all went to hell in a handbasket. And, I mean, my the the, the pup is just eyes are watering. Mm. She's foaming at the mouth because she's just trying to get the, the oil off of her. And, you know, the other one's like, what the heck just happened? What, oh. did, what did I go after? Like, I leave them outside. They are just reek. All I can smell, and I can't smell anything since I fell on my face a few years ago. We won't talk about <laughs> how that happened. Jeez. But, like, I don't really have a strong sense of smell. That's all I can smell right now still. You still have it in the nostrils. I walked in the house. I go into the bedroom. I was like, hey, you got to get up. I'm like, we just got skunked. And she's oh like, you got to be kidding me. We haven't had this happen in probably eight years. Like, it was our older dog that originally had it happen and this one was brutal i mean it was full on so how do you I'm go si- about getting that out first and foremost this whole wives tale that tomato juice is the answer is not the answer that ain't it it is not the answer because you, your job is you have to get the oil off of the dog oh so you gotta like use the, it the, down the soap or something downy or whatever something so dawn leave it to me i you know i we're, we're taping some things this morning, so I had to run in here, grab my microphone. I'm like, I'm going to have to work from home this morning. <laughs> I, I run in. All I can smell, I'm like, if people smell me, you know, it smells a little skunky. You can guess what people think 
is going on. Not the case. I grab the microphone, and I'm now sitting in the Drug Mart parking lot waiting for Drug Mart, <laughs> my favorite place in the world, to open up at 8 a.m. Oh, my God. It's a concoction of baking soda. Okay. Uh, dish soap and hydrogen peroxide. Oh, yeah. Because you've got to get the oil. It's all about getting the oil off. you got to do that, and then you buy the skunked shampoo, and then you got to do that and put that on the dog. And Drug Mart and has all of these things? All they have it. skunked shampoo? Yep. Walked in. Uh, they don't anymore. I bought took the care rest of it. of it off the shelf. Uh, yeah. And if I could have bought beer, I probably would have just stayed home and cocktailed up today because – uh, literally, we had, if you would have driven past our house right in the driveway, there's a six-foot table out that is tarped on the top, and literally, we would walk the dog up on the table and just lather up and, yeah, multiple times. And I still don't think it's totally done. I ultimately left. My wife's like, I'll finish this up. Jeez. And I'm just like, I don't, I, I have a show. <laughs> I, I actually a, have to go. Segura's off. We got to do, we got to do a program. Wow. So, not great today. Not great. Well, there's no, there's no animal. As soon as this, as soon as a dog runs, there's nothing that's more terrifying on the other end of it than the skunk. I mean, that's it. That's yeah. the entire, well, yeah. The squirrel outruns the dog a good 98% of the time. Sure. And both my dogs can fly when they, when they want to. But the squirrels can outrun them. And, you know, birds, chipmunks, all that, they, they, they're fine. It's damn skunk. And I didn't see it. It was hit. It was hiding behind the tree. Worst case scenario. It was, it was a long morning. Well, how early is this? Because usually they're gone by the time sun hits. That's, they're it gone. It was 645. Uh, like the sun's up. Yeah. We have an agreement. If we go out at night, then it's your world. You, you're going you're gonna to be out there yeah. making things happen. But. Anything in the daylight, I'm sorry. You well, broke your agreement. And now, I've, you know, and now I'm looking around because the thing kind of jumped in down the hillside. We have a large retention pond uh, just right next to our property. Sure. And I'm looking down there, and I'm like, man, where is this thing? I hope it's dead. Like, do frankly, you? I, I kind of do because – you just want it gone. You hope that the experience is so traumatic that it leaves. Yeah, I need my dogs, hopefully, to be smart enough to know that that was a poor choice and they should not be doing that again. Ugh. Well, I think lesson would be learned. I, I hope, but... And you my know. wife keeps going, Jason, you can't be angry. They're dogs. This is what happens. I go, no, it doesn't. It does not happen. This is like the first time in eight years this has happened. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. It, this this is not gonna. Work How do they? You get it out now? Is the smell gone? Is it? Oh, sorted? it is definitely not gone. It's definitely not. like the breezeway smells. Outside smells. The one area where they have the showdown at the OK Corral reeks. Oh no! And I'm just like, this that's is that's gonna be there for a while. I, we think we got. I would say ninety percent of the smell off the dogs, but like the one that the pup that got sprayed in the face, you can smell it on her. You just can't. Just, and uh, I'm like. So where I'm like, honey, where are they going to go? Because all I can think is the bow rule would be they're outside. They're outside. Yeah, that's We're it. Not I'm, sorry. Deal- I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. But yeah, you got a fenced yard, right? No. No, they can get a muck. Oh, they can run. Yeah. You got yeah. That's well. Yeah, I don't have a solution for you then because that that's how I would roll is they'd be outside. Yeah, we had an underground legs. fence, one of those underground oh, yeah. ones. Yeah, and they blow through that. No, we just have. 
like you, we run into people that just don't see the markers and cut it. Ah. And then you're just like, what, what were you doing? How like, you doing there, man? Hey, you, hey, you saw that. You saw the marker, right? Yeah. It's there for everybody to see. Yep, exactly. How'd oh, that my go? God, give it. Well, I hope your afternoon is better, my friend, because that's a brutal start to the day. It wasn't great. Worse. Wasn't great. Can't get any. Can't get any worse. Lots of going on here today. We have schedule release day, and we see some of these things being leaked out uh, throughout Twitter. I don't know what to believe or what not to believe. But <laughs> yeah, there's, exactly. There's a lot out there. Um, I, I I told my bosses they were like, "Hey, we may end up getting it." I go, "I don't want it. I do not want any responsibility." Yeah. Because I do not need to be terminated for accidentally sending something out that shouldn't have gone out. I had a. Uh, I don't need to see it. I don't want to see it. I had a once powerful, well, not once power, a very powerful man once tell me it's one of the greatest pieces of advice I've ever gotten. If you have a secret, tell nobody. And this is kind of how I feel about schedule release day. I mean, let's be real honest. Probably 50 people in this building know exactly what our schedule is. Correct. Maybe more. But you know why? Because they're going to, at some point today, when the schedule drops, they're going to release a social media video with some amount of creativity, nor in our guys, probably a great deal amount of creativity that is going to highlight the schedule. And that's going to be something that's going to drop. Well, that is something that is duplicated throughout the national football. League. Correct. So at least, at least 50 people in every building know the schedule. Yeah, And I bet, you know, I mean, we have a live read, you know, single tickets for all Browns home games go on sale tonight. There you go. So like, I'm sure they the, know the head ticket people have to know. Oh like, yeah. They get, Great. They have to know. I do not need to know. I agree with you. And I think that's the smartest way to go about this is to go about it with no scores because yeah. otherwise you'll be led around a little bit. Um, I think a perfect example of this was this morning. So I'm watching Good Morning Football. Peter Schrager's on. He's going through this huge thing, this whole bit about how Denver – like. Hit like saying, I really think, watch for this, Denver could have a lot of primetime games. And I'm thinking to myself, well, first first of all, Albright's been saying that because he's probably seen the schedule since early in the week. So he's been saying that all over Twitter. Peter, you know the schedule. I would think you probably know. He knows the schedule. You work for the league. Of course, he knows the schedule. And he was at, but he was trying to sell it that he didn't. And I just thought, what are you doing? Why would you do the segment? As if you were guessing how many primetime games the Broncos have, right? Yeah. The Broncos are one of the safest bets for primetime games. There are. It, it good. It's an enormous fan base. Enormous. It, the, the franchise is up for sale, and they have Russell Wilson. And by Those the are all way, known. Uh, any of the AFC West teams. Yeah, they're all gold. <laughs> are, yeah. are, are a shoe-in to get some primetime. Yes, absolutely. Um, so in addition to that, rookie minicamp is happening today actually when i was coming in this early this afternoon i saw them unloading in a uh they had like a cruiser they were unloading in they so here's the deal they i i don't think they could even arrive here in the building until 12 o'clock something like that uh and then it's it's a day of physicals um you know you forget that the day two guys were all here but no one else has been here until today you know the rest of those draft picks and whoever the unsigned guys are, we should hopefully have a list at some point today. Um, you know, the, they, this is their first time here. They have to yeah. sign a contract, right. or they have to sign, they have to sign some paperwork, you know, before they can take part in all of this fun stuff that's going to happen here this weekend. So, you know, it's it's getting tours, it's it's getting the equipment figured out with yeah. the incomparable Brad Mellon. 
Um, no, Zagura to rebut no, that. No, Zagura to rebut that. Um, You're always incomparable to us, Brent. Yep, exactly. Forget about him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but the guy, I mean, you know, you got to get pads. You should. When you I get told you that. Time, Were you here with us? What I wanted, what I said they should do for charity is auction off, be a pro in Berea, and allow for one fan, whoever bids the most, and all the money goes to charity, that the experience is you get to come in here like a first-round draft pick. Yeah. And you get to go down to Mr. Mellon. Oh, my God. And you get geared out. Well, you don't need cleats and all that nonsense, but you get him a jersey, gloves, hats, workout stuff, and, and one day, be a Brown for a day. I mean, what's the number on that? That's good. Wouldn't that be so cool? The amount of stuff, you know, you you meet with Andrew Barry, sign a contract for a day. That's what I'm saying. It's like you come through contract, here, you get a little you lunch. Eat in the cafeteria. You get a little lunch. Yeah. Did I just give somebody a great idea for a charity? I mean, I feel like whatever. That's when we got something where there's an auction. Yes, I'm fine with that. I think that's great. I'll talk to Jenner about that. Would Jenner be the one I talk yep. about that? Yeah, I'll talk to her about that. That feels like a home run. Yeah. That's a that's an experience that money. I mean, it can buy. Money can literally buy, but it'll take a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then I hope that whoever wins it like donates it to a kid, so yes. a kid could go do it. That's that's the way you do that, if you do it right. Yeah, come sit in on the show for the afternoon. Yeah, sure. Put you on for a segment, get you a little FaceTime. Yeah, have Rock walk you around to all the all the things. Yep. Sort See the draft out. room. Perfect. I mean, heck, I can't even get in the draft room. No, let but you go in there, in check it out. Sure. Go in the locker room, get a smoothie. Thousand calorie smoothie, yeah, like like maybe, Nick Harris yeah, was smoking. I don't know if they allow that. And get your lunch before twelve fifteen. Easy. Oh boy. Easy. Yikes. We did get a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job out of you. It's uh it's a mailbag day. Tweet us your questions uh, at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag AskCBD. Uh, we'll get to those in the one thirty hour of the program. I'm just seeing this from the sports world. So you saw the Kentucky Derby. I I had it on my list to ask you about because it's one thing we didn't cover yesterday. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, truly, I've never – as cool a thing as I've seen was the live call synced up to where the horse was and how it got to where it got. I mean, he was shot out of the can, and the calmest call, Larry Calmest call, is stunning. Um, remarkable. And the greatest upset since 1913 or whatever the heck it was. Uh, stunning. The, I saw an exacta paid like $360,000 on a $2 exacta box. Remarkable. 80 to 1. But this is what I was fearful of. So this just happened in the last 20 minutes. The owner of Rich Strike has said that they will not run in the Preakness. Saying, now, if the idea was don't run him, he's a Kentucky Derby champion, stud fees, fine. I get it. Right. That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. My guess is, quite honestly, you and I probably could have bought this horse on Friday. I mean, truly. I mean, they, they bought it for thirty grand. Yeah. I mean, this house was purchasable. Yes. The Friday before the Derby, you could have got it. Yep. Okay. Now this horse is worth millions. So if the, if it, if it's if the story stopped there and it was he's not running the Preakness, I'd, okay, makes sense. I get it. No, 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 no. I don't. Instead, like this is going. he is. He says their original plan was to point towards the Preakness and not run the Derby, but they ran the Derby. So now they're going to skip the Preakness and point towards the Belmont in five weeks. I'm sorry, I don't care. It's called the Triple Crown. You, to me, if you if you have a horse that is able, if he's able and passes a horse physical. So far, I believe he's passed all of his tests. Then get his butt in the Preakness, man. What, what's, 
What is the reason? It says that they just want to give him the five days rest. We thank the wonderful Preakness Pimlico folks that have reached out to us, and I very much appreciate the infight. We wish you all have a great race. That's just stupid. I mean, I, if I'm them, I would shut the horse down is what I would do. I'd just send him to pasture. Go for those stud fees, man. I just – that It's bad form. That's why people care about horse racing. Yeah, you got to have it. six-week stretch is people caring about horse racing. That's right. And you have to have it get to the Belmont with a couple of wins. Yes. Then then there's something there. I, I'm sorry. It, it it should almost be mandated. I agree. I if think it should be If you sign up contract. for the Derby, if you win the Derby, mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to race the next one. If the horse is physically able, yeah. you have to. That's what I think you got to do. By the way, did you hear the jockey got suspended? No, I didn't. For Rich Strike? Yeah. He got suspended for something he did. I want to say at Thistledown here last what? week. Oh, I will find here? it. Yes. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the dichotomy of racing at well, Thistledown the guy is from and then like racing in? Or from Youngstown. He's from Youngstown, and then all of a sudden you won the Kentucky Derby? Hold on. Stand by. It, it, it's – he got suspended for something. Uh – Sonny Leone serving suspension for careless riding in Ohio, his fifth band since fall. Um, this week, <laughs> last week, he rides the horse to the Kentucky Derby. This week, Leone serving a four-day suspension for careless riding during an April 27th race at Ohio's Thistledown Race Course. That's an incredible two places to be at the same time, <laughs> right? <laughs> All due respect. I mean, the Ohio Derby is a fantastic. We've uh, been there. We were there the week of it a couple couple of years ago in the summer. Boy, do you remember that? I'm not hard of memory. That's a legendary show. Yeah. Sir, we're on the air. (laughs) I believe was the line. The dude got suspended. Unbelievable. I I don't. All right. Okay, congratulations. You're suspended. I, okay. Enjoy. I guess the. Ch- I hope the check cashes for the Derby. I, I like to think so. Yeah. What an unbelievable turn of events. Yeah. Jeez. As Gibby mentioned, tickets for all Browns home games go on sale tonight, starting at six. Browns home opener continuing at eight o'clock with the team's remaining home games. For more information, visit clevelandbrowns.com. Wait. So the the opener. Wait. Something is going to be let. The home opener is going to be announced at six. Yes, we, the team is allowed to announce the home. Uh, every team, I think, is allowed to announce their home opener two hours prior to the schedule release. Okay, and then the NFL will do it at eight o'clock. So you have that Correct. to look forward to tonight, which is very, very nice. And, and it'll be eight o'clock. You can all of the Brown social media platforms will have some kind of schedule release announcement. Okay, there you go. So you'll be able to see it. There you go. We look forward to that. Um, all right, we will get into what we expect to happen, how the opponents will go in, and some of this stuff that's already being leaked out, including uh, some early Sunday night football stuff. We get into all of that. We're off and running here on a Thursday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Uh, I got a winner for you, the Bath Authority. They'll give you the bathroom of your dreams in about a day. 
You could turn that current bathroom of yours into a custom bath spa-like feel. And again, they can do it for you in about a day. The Bath Authority can make it a reality for you in a fraction of the cost of the competitors. Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler, expert factory trained installers. If you give them a call now, 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number, 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Guys, they have the largest selection of bath projects, all of them American made. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding in about a day. The number, 216-220-8399. 500 bucks off if you call right now or your next custom bath or shower remodel or check them out at thebathauthority.com for more. Uh, so the schedule is out today. These things continue to leak. There was one that leaked today, another national game. It's Sunday night. It's Kansas City at Tampa Bay. You mentioned this yesterday. Um, pretty remarkable how they had to kind of change everything once Tom comes back. He basically single-handedly salvaged the NFC schedule. Yeah. I... <laughs> Truly. Because otherwise, there's, if, if he's not in Tampa, there's not a team in the NFC that's viable. It's the NFC South that's viable. The only NFC East teams, like there's always going to be a little interest. I mean, the Cowboys for sure. Philly a little bit. There's only no, if they're winning. There's no Giants, former Redskins, nothing. Commanders, I guess. There's none of that. The NFC, NFC North, I mean, a bell cow for primetime always was Chicago. They're going to be one of the five worst teams in football. And I I keep going back to I don't know how good the Packers are going to be. I agree with you. I think they could take a step back. Someone earlier this week, oh, Lock and Fora, his, one of his bold predictions, he predicted the Vikings win the NFC North. They might be. And speaking of the Vikings, they're not particularly interesting. No. They're, they're a game or two over 500 probably. Yeah. And then, the, and then you have the Lions. So then you have the NFC West. That's the, and think about this. You say the Rams. But the Rams do not have an enormous fan base. People no. forget this. When they left Los Angeles the first time, they were playing in Anaheim in the Angels Stadium, and no one was going to those games. No and one. Nobody cared. When they left, nobody cared. Nobody. And then they go to St. Louis. Probably, if you're looking for a uh, an emotional touchstone for anybody who claims to be a Rams fan, it's probably the greatest show on turf. With Falk and, and Warner, yeah, and Holt and Isaac Bruce, it's probably that group, Nelly, <laughs> yeah. St. Lunatics, that whole thing. But that's a short window. That's all over by 2004. I, that's it's over. I was there. Uh, yeah, I was. I was there when they lost to the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl, and I was there through '03, and it was awesome. But that city loved them when they won. And at the end of the day, it was a baseball town first. It was a hockey town second. Yeah. And then it was a football town. Yeah. And honestly, without ever getting a new stadium, they just were never going to thrive there. Correct. And what Lauren Itis always told me that people don't realize about there is that there really isn't that much corporate money. There's Budweiser. Yes. But then beyond that, and then Budweiser wasn't owned by the the Bush family anymore. You know, Correct. They sold to InBev, and, and that was it. So there was no – there just was nothing to sustain it in downtown. So – when when people say, "Oh, the Rams are in that," no, nah, not really. I don't think they are. No, nah, they're not there yet. No, and they're not the 49ers. I don't even know if they're the Seahawks in that sense, where there's some national following. And the 49ers obviously have a pretty good national following. And then you have the Cardinals, who I don't even know if people in the desert care about the Cardinals. Most of them are transients. Correct. And your 49er team really is based out of San Jose. Correct. 
Yeah. They're, they're not based out of San Francisco. No. No, that's that's correct. So I think Brady, in a way, kind of salvaged the whole thing, the NFC. Him coming back allows for them to schedule NFC teams because he alone can lift up the opponent. It's a, That's a big, big deal. Very big deal. That's why yesterday in our, in our power rankings we talked about Right. You know, four of the top six in Dan in in Dan Hansis's power rankings were NFC teams and that didn't make any sense. No. Like the Rams are good. I don't think Green Bay's one of the top six. Hey man, the Rams have lost a lot of people. The turnover's there. You know, Robert Woods isn't there anymore. Von Miller. Odell's not there anymore. Von Miller's not there anymore. Your leadership. I mean, you've got Aaron Donald, you got Matt Stafford. Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they're going to be good, but yeah. like, you know, and Stafford, can they run it back? I don't know. I think Stafford, despite people in football who really appreciate him and kind of saw all of this coming for him, I don't know that he moves the needle for the non-football fan. Is aware of of how good I, of a player for he the is. fringe Charger or for the fringe Rams fan, he probably doesn't. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I mean, he's, Aaron Donald moves the needle more. Yeah. So, I mean. Top three teams in the NFC. Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it is Tampa number one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's Rams Tampa Bay, one? Tampa Bay, Rams, Green Bay, Dallas, and then or San Francisco, I guess. But that depends on who. I, I don't know what's going on with their quarterback situation. Man, I think a lot of it depends on who's your, um, you know, what's happening in San Francisco. Like if it's going to be Garoppolo or or what's it going to be. Right, I mean that's yeah. that's kind of the way that the way that that goes. Um, you asked the question here: Which opponent would you like to see at First Energy Stadium this season? Um, well, it's it's Tom, right? Final season, last chance. I would think it's Tom, but I think you can make an argument for the Chargers. Yeah, that's I mean that's be the a, best that's opponent. Be a really fun game. Look, there's not going to be anything sweeter than than whipping the Steelers, the Bengals, or Ravens, especially Correct. the Steelers and Ravens. But. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- I think probably the most exciting football team is the Chargers, but just to say, hey, I was there. For example, I remember when I was in Fl- I was in Florida at the time, seeing Jordan play, even with the Wizards, you know. Yeah. And it was like in his last season down in so Orlando. When Peyton came here, when Manning came here right. with Denver, you're like, wow, that's Peyton that's Manning. Peyton Manning. It's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So the idea that that in what feels like is his last season, Tom Brady will play here. I think that feels like a win. So. It was inter- I was having a conversation with Jim Donovan the other day after he filled in for you on CBD. And we were talking about Brady, you know, coming back. And you know, obviously he's, he's from Boston. Sure. Like he knows, he knows Tom and he knows the Patriots really, really well. And he said, you know, the last time Tom Brady was here? And I said, no, I'm trying to remember. He said. Of course he remembers. Photographic memory. Yeah. He said, eh, he was coming off of his suspension from Deflategate. It was the first game back was against us. Was it really? And the entire city, like the entire downtown, might have been a Patriots tailgate. Oh, I bet. Sure. And Tommy. he came running out like a, at noon, <laughs> you know, you know, when yeah, the quarter, everybody sure. runs out there down along those tunnels. There were 10,000 Patriot fans. Yeah. And the place, it, it shook when he came running out. So I mean, yeah, I mean, just to, to see him, I, I, I mean, I got to think you got three hundred seventy-five million waiting for you. you know, yeah, it, it feels like this, this is the end of yeah. the line. I'm going to play out the contract, and yeah, that'll be what she wrote. 
Which road trip would you take? The one in South Florida. That's the one I take. You know, I'm assuming that you're telling me that I have unlimited funds to stay where I want and sure. do what I want. Yeah, then I'm going to South Florida. I, I got gotcha. you. If especially if that's late in the year, like if there's any chance that that's a December game, a November Which, game. In the past, our luck has been it's September or October. Right, it's, it's hot as sweltering up and yeah. miserable out. But if that's brutal weather here, that's perfect. That's direct flight. That's on the beach, and that you could whatever your style is. You can go South Beach. You could go. Uh, you want to go down even further? You go up to Lauderdale. You can stay anywhere. Whatever your speed is, you can get it there. That's where I go. I do the Miami trip. You're going to do them all. Which one are you most looking forward to? So, the problem is we're going to we're going to some stadiums that I thoroughly detest from a technical standpoint. Which one do you hate like the most? All, Washington's the worst stadium in the National Football League. We're at Commanders this year. Yes. Oh, it's down there on the bottom. Yeah, at some point we play the Commanders and, like, you know. It, yeah, I know. It, it's the one team I keep forgetting about, and they're always yeah. listed last. And it's yeah. just like, oh, yeah. But I, I, their stadium's awful because their owner took all of the radio and TV row and made it as sweet and stuck the radio and TV in the corners under an overhang. So you can't even see the ball in the air. It's a horrible vantage point. Oh, that sucks. Uh, Atlanta's, Atlanta's new stadium, it, for whatever reason, their their internet is not great, which is mind blowing considering that place. It's nice, but it's that's it's a cavern. Uh, Houston, we've never had great success from a technical standpoint. Our wireless, because you're you're literally so high up, you're three miles away from like the field, right? So the wireless has issues. Like every one of these road stadiums, um, it's been a while since we've been to Carolina, and I always like Charlotte. I think Charlotte's a great city. I've underrated. never really spent any time there. I've flown through there a lot, but I've never really spent any time in Charlotte. Oh, I, t- I, I recommend it. Great night scene. Rocco Whalen has a Fahrenheit rooftop bar oh, there you go. in downtown Charlotte. Okay. I'll be there the night before. I guarantee it. Um. For pure it, but, football, it's the Bills. If you were just going to watch absolutely. a football game, it would be to go to Buffalo. If I knew going in, I would get out alive. I, would I go think to Buffalo. I think you would be surprised. Bills fans have a have a respect for Browns fans. We feel like we're all in it together. Yeah, you know that, that no one's really given either one of us a chance, and we're looked down upon because we don't we're not in some fancy schmancy city. We like to think we are, and we are. But, yeah. you know, it's – I think it goes back to, I think, when we left or when we were moved away. Sure. <laughs> we didn't leave. Yeah, we didn't leave willingly. We were stolen. Yeah. But when they – you know, when the Browns were taken away, there were two owners that voted, you know, to not allow it to happen. And it was Pittsburgh and Buffalo. People forget the Pittsburgh part of that. Yeah. You know, that yeah. they said, nah, but, I don't think that that feels like a – that doesn't seem right to us. Correct. Yeah. So, and I just, it, I think Buffalo is a cool little place. But again, their stadium's in the middle of nowhere, it's in the middle of a residential. Aren't they area. getting a new one though? I think so. It's what happens getting... when you have a good, you know, when you have a franchise quarterback and you win games. You got to be able to pounce when it's do it now. Correct. When you go now, ask now, and it seems like, it seems like they were going to to get that done. Uh, Gibby, you ask Bills, Bengals, or Chiefs? Which team gets the most primetime games? 
I'm going to go Kansas City. I'll go Kansas City. I think they're a, just a little more of a known. Uh, Mahomes has now kind of reached that Rodgers, Brady. Everybody knows him. And I got a State Farm commercial level of fame. So I, my guess is Kansas City gets the most. Do you differ from that? I think about the Bills, potentially. They're um, right there. Yeah. I mean, I think there could be a game difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bengals will get their fair share, but I, I think it, this is a Bills-Chiefs uh, competition. I it, Probably Kansas City feels like the right team there. Yeah. And then you ask, how many games will Tom Brady get the Fox A game of the week? I, I said this earlier. <laughs> I mean this. He is going to lift up the – he's going to be the face of Fox this year. On the field. On the field. Because they will put him in 4 o'clock. Every time that they don't know what else to do with the NFC, it's going to be Bucks at 4. If it's if, it, if they have game of the week, Bucks at 4. If not, Burkhardt and Olsen, is that who it is? So Olsen will essentially be interviewing his replacement. Burkhardt will be interviewing his future partner, maybe, unless they can come up with somebody better by then. Like, all of that's going to take place. They will be on that game every week. That'll be the one o'clock game every week. If it's not, they'll game be the week. honorary Tampa Bay broadcast team. They'll be there. Yeah, they live out of Tampa. Be. Yep, that's it. By the way, there's two cities that I can't say without sounding hearing people from eastbound and down say them. One of them is Stevie Janowski saying Tampa, <laughs> and the other one is um, Kenny Powers talking about Murtal. 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 And I believe it was Murtile actually. I believe it was. Uh, it was. McConaughey as the scout sending Kenny to Myrtle, I believe is what it was. Yeah. Great show. God. So good. Not much more we can say about it on the air and nope. still continue to be broadcasting. Correct. Browns fan Sugardale is sponsoring a grand opening event at the newest Meyer location. Visit the Brunswick store Friday, May 13th for samples and giveaways. Special appearances by Browns alumni and chomps. For store location, more details, visit Sugardale.com slash events. For more on that, our good buddy Jake Trotter has his mini camp preview out. He ranks our draft class. Who's in line to contribute in 2022? Who's most likely uh, to least? We will get to that coming up next. Also, it is a mailbag edition of the program. Tweet your mailbag questions to Gibbe at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag AskCBD. We'll get to those around 130. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs> uh, your business operations collects all the data you need, but are you having a hard time bringing it together and selling the full picture? Well, I've got an answer for you, and they're my friends at EOX Vantage. Data scientists, also business ops experts. Your EOX Vantage team will help you build an automated system that brings your data sources together in real time and turns them into eye-opening dashboards. You can make smart, time-sensitive decisions. Staring at spreadsheets to provide insight that maybe you needed a month ago. With EOX Vantage, you'll know exactly where your people stand on their activities and deliverables, engage your financial performance easily, and accurately track progress and your return on investment. It's so easy, and you can check out how companies are making their business intelligence smarter by visiting eoxvantage.com for more information on that. 
our good buddy Jake Trotter putting out a uh, training camp, or not training camp, I guess a mini camp preview uh, with, with some interesting stuff in it. Always good to read Jake's stuff. It's the best in the business when it comes to these type of things. And he is on these things. As I pull it up right here, Gibbe. Yeah. He, oh, he my is... internet just it just dropped. Uh, really? Just for a second it did. Yeah, so. You've been warned. As rookie. Let's not have that today. We don't need it. We got skunks and everything. Yeah, else. rookie minicamp. Rookies are in the building today. They mm-hmm. will. Uh, they'll be here. Rookie minicamp concludes on Sunday, but the rookies are here <laughs> till further notice as they get up to speed and get ready for the 2022 season. And so, what Jake has done, he has. So his list is. It's, he's ranked. He's ranked he's in him. line to contribute in 2022 for most likely to least. Okay. I haven't even gotten in. This is what I would say. I would, don't you feel like there are two that are locks? Cade York is kicking, and David Bell is starting at receiver. That, to me, feels like, yeah. as the roster is currently constructed, that feels like, go for it. Put a Sharpie on it. Would you put York one or Bell one? York has to. We don't have any other kickers. <laughs> we so did get rid of all the other ones yesterday. He's got to be it. Last week. We don't have anybody else. So it's all him. It's all him on that front. And then I think Bell, um, you know, I thought in, in building the Browns, you saw an incredible kind of window into how Kevin Stefanski felt about David Bell. So you couldn't be any more direct than that. And I think Perry and Winfrey, who he has third on this. So he's, he goes York, Bell, Winfrey. Perry and Winfrey is going to get every opportunity to be a starting defensive tackle. I would agree with that. Every single opportunity. And then from there, it's rotational. Emerson at corner be in the mix, right? Troy Hill's gone, but you have three guys who are entrenched. Yep. He'd be in the mix. Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas. I would put Wright ahead of Emerson just based on our current edge rushing room. I don't have a problem with that because we don't, you know, until Jadavian Clowney walks back through that door. By the way, Jerry Hughes, who we reportedly had interest in, he signed elsewhere over the weekend. So, you know. It feels like all, a lot of the eggs are in the clowny basket that that's going to be a return. But as of now, that has not happened. Yeah. Uh, I, and I, the more I read from experts and analysts around the, the football world, the more buzz there is for Isaiah Thomas, the yeah. edge out of Oklahoma, who, I, I mean, seventh-round pick. But, you know, I mean, Chad Reuter said he could be a starter on this team in a couple of years if things pan out the right way. And with the right coaching. Uh, Jake says uh, back-to-back eight-sack seasons in college. Thomas has the tools to get up to the passer. He could become a situational pass rusher for the Browns if those tools translate. I mean. He's in the mix. You know, he'll be in the mix. So, you know, those guys, both those edge guys, Wright and Thomas, will get every opportunity. But my hunch is they'll be behind Clowney and Miles. I would think. And Winovich. Yeah, and then Chase is in the mix, you know, in in what was kind of the Tack McKinley role. Uh, from a year ago. He has Jerome Ford, who you'll be hearing from here in a couple of minutes, who's on Jim Rome. Uh, We'll play some of that for you coming up here at the top of the hour. Jerome Ford, seventh, the running back out of Cincinnati. Previously at Bama, I don't know if people around here are aware of that, but previously was at Bama. So that gives you a little bit about an idea about the type of player he was and was kind of a linchpin for Luke Fickle's success down in Cincinnati last year. Dawson Deaton, the center out of uh, Texas Tech, and then Michael Woods, the second out, uh, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma, is ninth on the list. Going to be tough. I mean, even Ford, that's going to be tough to to make roster. Um, I mean, how many running backs are you going to carry? 
And, and you can't hide one on a practice squad. No. I mean, that's – No, it's hard for me to imagine Felton not being part of the plans because of his versatility, right? Now, I wonder, will we still have the fullback situation in this no. offense with Deshaun? You know, I know we're not going to see as much three tight end as we've seen in previous years with Deshaun going from Deshaun to from Baker to Deshaun. So that could be a little bit different. So and I, and I believe uh yeah, Johnny Stanton is our only fullback now. He's the only one. So So yeah, maybe less of a priority there. Um but you're going to have to work to make this roster at the bottom of this thing, man. These rooks, you're going to have to you're going to have to really work to make the roster. It's going to be tough. Uh, to see where, and the other thing that's hard about projecting that, and we're not attempting to do that on May the twelfth. Yeah. But the um, the thing that's going to be really difficult is there are still so many guys that we feel are, I mean, they're unsigned. There's still tremendous free agents out there who could come back. So that's hard to project that part and, of it and, as well. And, and the Browns with a lot of salary cap room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms Pretty amazing of the moves that they've made. Clowney, Jarvis, Odell, J.C. None are on a roster. One year ago at this time, we were a couple of months from seeing Odell Beckham Jr. run like the wind out there. Correct. Jarvis entrenched, Clowney, and Treader as important as anybody on our offensive line, and now none of them are on a roster. That's how crazy the NFL can be in a year. Um, it is a CBD mailbag day. Tweet us your questions to at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. We'll get as many as we can. We'll get to those around 1.30. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll hear Jerome Ford's interview or portions of it at least, coming up next. He was on Jim Rome yesterday. We'll have that for you. Uh, keep you updated on the schedule release if there are other names out there in free agency, including a big one in free agency that Bill Barnwell is projecting to us. We will get to that. And, of course, as I mentioned, the mailbag at the bottom of the hour. Final hour up next, Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Second hour here, Cleveland Browns Daily, and Bo here for Indy East 4th. Exciting to be part of the great story of East 4th Street. Indy brings a music-themed atmosphere with Southern Comfort Cuisine and craft cocktails to East 4th. Indy has a big announcement this week. The Cleveland Rooftop Bar located above Indy is opening today. The perfect place to celebrate downtown all summer long. My sister-in-law told me this weekend, Cleveland in the summer is a vibe, and I couldn't agree more with her. Brought to you by the owners of Char Whiskey Bar and Grill and Avo Modern Mexican. Learn more at Indy East 4th on social for more information there. That's going to be a happening. Uh, the schedule is released tonight in full. Um, there are reports out there of a home or of a opening game in Carolina. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has been leaked out, most of it around the national. Some hasn't been leaked. Some's flat out been reported. Um, I'll give you a couple of things that I will be interested for in tonight with the schedule. I want to know how we start. I want to know how many gate, what the early, 
we used to do this thing where we would look at it in terms of quarters of the season, four quarters. Despite having 17 games, I think you still kind of do. First quarter, second quarter, third, fourth, and the fourth just happens to have five games in it. But I want to know what the first four games looks like. I want to know what the next four look like and how they all kind of add up. I want to know how you close the season. Is it going to be like it's been in recent years where you close the season with a lot of divisional games down the stretch? Will that be mixed up? Will there be some consistency? How will they spread out the divisional opponents? When do we play the Bills? That's one that I'm certainly very, very fascinated in. Um, obviously, you're, you're wondering when you're talking about an away game, Deshaun Watson returning to Houston. That will happen this year um, as, as we have to travel to Houston to play the Texans. When do we go to Miami? Is that a road trip game for your Uncle Bo? On a, uh, on a nice November, maybe go down to Miami and catch a game and, and do that one right. That's one I'll be interested in. Uh, the Tom Brady game here is going to be an incredible scene, uh, potentially in his last game, the greatest quarterback of all time. Maybe Otto, but we'll see. Tom Brady here, that would be something you'd pay a lot of great attention to as well. The Chargers game here is going to be very, very fascinating. And obviously the rest of the schedule and division, it's a meat grinder, man. It's an absolute meat grinder. Um, you look forward to those short weeks. Do you play on a Sunday against an opponent and then you play a stiff opponent on a Thursday? Those are things that I'm interested in as this thing goes along. Um, and so those are kind of the check marks you're looking for. As we mentioned yesterday on the show, I think the other thing that's really fascinating is how does the NFL prioritize its television partners and in the case of Amazon, its streaming partner? It felt like forever CBS, NBC, and Fox – were the big dogs when it came to picking the games and that ESPN and NFL Network took the scraps. I don't know that that's the case anymore. Um, Amazon has given a lot of money to the NFL for the rights to Thursday Night Football. They paid a lot of money to Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit to call those games. They want those games to be good ones. They paid for them. So I'm curious what that looks like. I'm curious what the Monday Night Football slate looks like with Aikman and Buck, knowing that their new deal has been negotiated and that ESPN has paid a lot of money for the NFL. And what does that look like? We know that they're going to have two Super Bowls in the next five, six, seven years on ESPN slash ABC. Do they start awarding that to them now? That will be fascinating to me. Then I'll look at primetime games. And again, I'm not waiting all day for Sunday night. I like them at one on a Sunday. That's what I prefer. Um, I don't mind a Thursday. I don't mind a Monday. Sunday, eh, not for me. I, I think NBC needs to see something from the Cleveland Browns probably do you before think that they NBC, put them on Sunday. What do you make of what I just said? Do you think Sunday Night Football is still going to get the priority that it once did? Yes. I, I, I do. I, I, I do think that. I think that that's, that that's a marquee game. For the league. But it feels like the league is also making Monday and Thursday has to be a marquee based on what those two entities well, paid. Well, Thursday all of a sudden has to be. you got to make streaming it, it work. It wasn't be, yeah. No, but you have to make the streaming work because that's where you're headed. Inevitably, you want to get to a point where Apple can bid on that. You know, Amazon, YouTube can bid on it. Facebook can bid on it. You want the most valuable companies in our country to be able to bid on that. They all have platforms. You know, you want to be able to have them bid on it. Yeah, and in the I don't think Thursday night has necessarily been a priority in the past. No, it hasn't. Nor has Monday night. And since it's gone to ESPN, it's been you know kind of here's this little engine that could. Now all of a sudden you're going to have not only did they pay more for it, but you're going to have Buck and Aikman and the Manning brothers all doing those games. And I feel like ESPN's going to get a Super Bowl. It might be in the form of ABC. Well, they're getting two in the next seven years. Yeah, yeah. In the new contract, they got two of them. 
So initially I was thinking, gosh, Buck's not going to call a game forever. And then when it happened, come to find out he's going to call two. So, Just not this year. And one of those overseas games, uh, one of the London games, is an ESPN Plus only game. How many so, people do you think – how many people – what would you think the percentage of people who have Amazon Prime – like is there a stat on how many people in this country have Amazon Prime? No. But like – For a while it felt like it was – you know, it was a minority. It certainly feels like the majority now. Correct. But you have Amazon Prime, but how often do you check out the TV live streaming part of Amazon Prime? All right. it, so this you is have Amazon Prime for the shopping. <laughs> this is pretty remarkable. So here's your Amazon Prime numbers. Um, all right. So, jeez, <laughs> 148 million Americans have Amazon Prime. 148 million Americans in 2017. That number was 99 million. So it's a 50 percent increase, and that's why Bezos is the second richest man in the world. Um, I had no idea it was that high. 100. I mean, that I felt like everybody. That almost really feels like everybody. Uh, but here's the other thing that's fascinating about that. To your point, how many people then have the Prime Video app on their TV? That's so I was that's thinking something about that's that. Missing. Like, I don't, you know, I mean, my between your wife and my wife, I feel like we could keep Amazon Prime in business for a good solid that's week. That's a fact. Yeah. There's no question. Um, but it, I don't have that on any of my TVs. It's not on my Roku. Like, I've got to go set it up. I do. I do have it on all of the TVs. Um, they have good kids offerings, so yeah, I, I like that. My kids are older. And I've, I've and watched. They don't, they don't watch TV. They, <laughs> wa they watch stuff on their iPads. They watch Hulu and Netflix. Right. And <clears throat> we had, we, there's a couple of shows. I watched the uh, Tom Clancy show that Jim from The Office was in. I watched that on Amazon Prime. I've seen that on a couple of our flights. Yeah, it's that's great. good. That's a good show. I keep waiting for the next season. I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but that's a good show. Um, so I do see that. So to me, watching on Amazon Prime isn't going to be any big deal at all. But I don't know. You know, we noticed it. We talked about this when we were talking about how when the that you still want it on network. Yeah, and you you will still get that if your team is playing local that market, particular right? Week. Yeah. Yes. So there will be a it'll be here in the local market. If we happen to play on Thursday, it will be on in the local market on one of the broadcast channels. Correct. I wonder, will they bid for that? I think it's already been bid out. Oh, that's sorted. I, I think it was like a three-year deal or something, four-year okay. deal for, you know, the the local network rights. Okay. So there you go on that. But in terms of if you're – I mean, as we know, World's Team, if you don't have the Prime app and we're on on Thursday, you're going to need to download it and sort out how to use it between now Plain and Plain and simple if you want to watch Thursday Night Football. Yeah, you got to have it if you want to watch Thursday Night Football. It, simple it, as that. It Which is going to suck because I like to flip. That's why I'm not a big streaming guy. I don't know if I could do the YouTube TV and all that because I got to be able to flip around. Well, what's going to be interesting is the bar situation. Do you have Amazon Boy, Prime? Holy smokes! Most of them most have Direct TV. Yeah, most or most cable of them setups. or have cable or Direct TV. They got to be panicking. Uh, Thursday nights, You're gonna you were always line. good to have the game on. And, you know, whatever yeah. game it was. It's like the Monday night game. If it's on, you're in the bar. All right, great. I'll watch it. I don't know what you do with Amazon point. Prime. That's a great point. And ESPN Plus is even more. I mean, I can't believe yeah. what they broadcast. This year, in the in the winter, like my, my oldest and I were watching Montana State basketball, like on random Tuesday nights they're yep. broadcasting it. They do a bunch of the MAC games. Yeah. 
They do. That's right. We were watching Ohio a little bit as well with that, which, with Bowles' team down yeah. there. So, yeah, I don't know. By the way, did you see the Akron rebrand? I did not. Yeah, they rebranded their logo over the weekend. Really? Yeah, it was like the Zorro Z. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's kind of hip to crush on all these things. I actually think they did pretty good. It's an A. It's kind of a, a, a designed A with a little bit of a Z in the A, but it's it kind of looks like the Alabama A, but a little more of a – I think it's good. It's fine. There you go. Yeah, they did okay with it. I don't know what – you know, the Z, I think unless you're – I think what you're hoping for, the problem with the Z is the logo is is what, unless what you're is from that? here, like, yeah. you know, you're going, what, what university Z? You know, you don't want to have your main logo being your nickname. So I get why they did it. But they, they got that done pretty good. Yeah, good job. Yeah, so we'll have so we're going to get home opener at six. Supposedly, all the teams can reveal their home opener game. Okay, at six, and then at eight o'clock, the rest of the schedule comes out. I think that's what we're getting. I, okay, yeah, something along those lines. Okay. I mean, otherwise, how could you, you know, the the what was the live read for tickets that we had going on? It was earlier. Yeah. Tickets for all Browns home games going sale tonight at six. Six with the Browns home, home opener, opener. So, and then continuing yeah, at eight with the team's the remaining home, home games. You're going to get tickets. You got to know. These are all you? single games, right? Because all the seasons are long gone. Yep. Judging those. There's guys a waiting it. list. Hop on and and trust me, it, the waiting list is never as long as you think it is. There you go. Pay attention to the scores out of Gibby. That's right a big score right there. That's a very big score to pay attention to. Uh, do you want to do the Jerome Ford thing coming up next? Yeah, we'll, let's do that next. We'll right. combo that with uh, Bill Barnwell stuff. All right, so we got Barnwell and we got Jerome Ford coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Let me know if this is you. Your business operations collects all the data you need, but you're having a hard time bringing it all together and seeing the full picture. Well, my friends at EOX Vantage can help because their data scientists are also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team will help you build an automated system that brings your data sources together in real time and turns them into eye-opening dashboards that you can make smart, time-sensitive decisions. Staring at spreadsheets provide insight you need to know last month. With EOX Vantage, you'll know exactly where your people stand on their activities and deliverables, engage your financial performance easily, accurately, track progress, and your ROI. Check out how companies are making their business intelligence smarter by visiting eoxvantage.com and as we mentioned here from earlier this was yesterday compliments of odyssey and cbs sports radio jerome ford's interview with jim rome from the jim rome show so let me start right here the dream has become a reality you finished off a really nice college career you were selected by the browns in the fifth round has it all sunk in yet what's it feel like uh it's kind of surreal um Having something that you, you know, you grew up, like, you know, I want to go to the NFL, and then it finally being in front of you, you know, um, still kind of taking it all in, you know, as I get ready to go into um, working mini camp this weekend. All right, so I would imagine also on top of that, it's it's sinking in right now. You spend your whole life making sacrifices, and people around you make similar sacrifices, then you get there. I'm curious, what was your reaction to hearing the Browns call your name? And then secondarily, what are your thoughts about entering a running back room that has Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Uh, when I first got the call from the Browns, I was excited. 
uh, just to start with my dream coming true, you know, my family being there to be able to see it and, uh, you know, being able to come back to a place where I'm kind of familiar as far as coming back to Ohio. Um, as far as the running back room, I'm excited uh, to be able to learn from, you know, probably the top backs in the NFL, from Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm not sure you can find a better running back room than that one. We are joined by Jerome Ford of the Cleveland Browns. So you go into a room like that, and now you get your shot at the NFL dream. What's your mindset and approach coming in? For instance, are you looking to contribute in any way you can, or are you looking to make as big an impact as possible as quickly as you can? Uh, I'm, I'm looking to contribute in any way that I can, pretty much become a sponge, you know, soak up any information that I can get from those vets, you know, on the field, off the field you know, how to carry myself as a pro and what it takes to be a pro. And um, I, I think that's the kind of approach I'm taking. You know, anything that I can do to help the team, uh, I'll help anybody else for that matter. All right, so we talked about the running back room itself, but what about this? How eager are you to get there and see what you can do behind that offensive line in particular and that particular offensive system? Uh, I'm excited about that too. Uh, I actually know a couple of offensive linemen. Uh, James Hudson, he was offensive lineman at uh, Cincinnati, my yep. first year, Cincinnati. And then uh, Jed, as you will, uh, he was at Bama when I was at Bama. He pretty, you know, he always been a cool dude to me. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited to run behind those guys and get working with those guys, too. One more thing. You were scheduled to play in the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama back in February. You were there all week practicing, but you had to back out of the game at the last second. But you had a pretty good reason for doing so. What happened? Uh, my my uh, my daughter was being born. Her mom was uh, having contractions, and uh, I I pretty much wanted to be there for the birth of my daughter. It's something that I wouldn't miss for anything in the world. So, heck yeah! I, so, what's it been I, like I, being a father? It's, it's been kind of crazy, you know. Um, well, I know with, with everything that's going on right now. Uh, I probably won't get to see her as much as I want, but um, the few times I am there, you know, late nights. Um, you know, it has been fun, though. Um, it's definitely been fun. All right, good stuff there with Jerome on Jim Rome on Jim Rome Show, courtesy of Odyssey and CBS Sports Radio. Bill Barnwell with the predicting the top ten remaining NFL free agent signings and automatically, Gibby, I hate this because of the first one I see. I know. I, I don't want to live in a world where Jarvis Landry plays for the Ravens. Like, I, I'm, I'm coming around to the idea that he might not be here, but I don't want him there. No. NFC is a fine place. Yeah, go catch some balls from Aaron Rodgers. Go to Aaron Rodgers, man. Go to come on, Thrive Green Bay. He's perfect. Situation. Get in there. You'll catch everything underneath for you. Move the chains. Move the sticks. You know, we played a great clip the other day on the show from Ian Rappaport, and and he's right. You know, th- there's a ton of free agents still out there. A, a, a surprising number of free agents at this time yeah, of year. Right. The problem is the the well is dried up. Are, are people going like to get double-figure contracts? No. Probably that's not. Over. That's so over. So where are you going? Then don't you prioritize winning? I mean, that that would be the – I do not want Jarvis in Baltimore. That's all I'll no. say. Yep. I don't want him there. No. no. I mean, if I were Chicago, I, I might be smart and sign him. I mean, they'd need someone they got to get somebody to, get, to throw, throw the, the kid a bone. But, yeah, you can't can't do that so he's got julio jones going to indy that one makes all the sense in the world yeah i don't like it but yeah no uh odell to green bay but odell's not going to play until november man at the like, earliest i i don't at the very earliest i don't, to me that seems so far out there 
I think what he could do is kind of what he did last year and just kind of see which spot is best late. You know, he could kind of just hang out until, you know, November, December, and then jump on a roster then. Yep. And maybe that makes sense. Uh, corner Trey Waynes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Seems fair. James Bradbury to the Cardinals. Another corner. That seems fair. And then here's where it gets interesting. And Dominican Sue to us. Of all the names we've talked about. This isn't one. This is not one. <laughs> no. Uh, he writes, like the Cardinals, the Browns have obviously made bigger headlines on offense this offseason. They have on the other side of the ball. General Manager Andrew Barry and Cleveland's front office still have to address Baker Mayfield's future. But with Malik McDowell and Malik Jackson both leaving the organization, the Browns need to hit defensive tackle. Uh, Taven Bryan will take some of those snaps alongside the 2020 third-rounder Jordan Elliott, but the Browns could stand to add at least one veteran to their defensive tackle rotation. Sue might not be the two-way force we saw during his time with the Lions, and the Bucks were careful to reduce his snaps down from 77% to 63 last season, but he's still a reliable interior disruptor. The man just doesn't get hurt. Sue hasn't missed a single game due to injury as a pro across 12 that seasons, is which is nuts. On the, uh, it almost seems impossible. I know. I'll read that again. The man doesn't get hurt. Sue hasn't missed a single game due to injury as a pro in 12 years. I, Jeez. I hadn't thought about him. I didn't think it was an option. But, I mean, they did – They, you know, he goes on to say with Logan Hall taking a spot in Tampa, it would make sense for both parties. And he, you could keep a snap, snap count low because yeah. you've got Jordan Elliott, you've got Taven Bryant, you've also got Perry and Winfrey. Yeah, still Tommy Togia on the roster as well. So you could rotate a lot of those yeah. guys through. Um, he does say re-signing edge rusher Javian Clowney to play alongside Sue would be the logical follow-up. That would be. That's a line. That's a lot of line. That's a lot of line. I, I'd sign up for that. I, I mean, Javian Clowney's sophomore year at South Carolina and Dominican Sue's last year at North Carolina are just dominant, let alone Miles. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was the first year I had a Heisman vote. And in Dominican Sue, I think I put second. I remember writing his name on the ballot. He was dominant at Nebraska. Absolutely dominant. And they had nothing else around him. Nothing. I mean, he was a one-man wrecking one man. crew. Yep. Uh, as we continue on this list, Eddie Goldman to the Rams, Mike Remmers to the Chargers, Eric Fisher to the Steelers on the offensive line, Anthony Barr to the Cowboys. So that is how that – these are – look at some of these names. Those are Jimmy. big names, man. There's a lot of big names out there, man. It's a lot of big And there's news. more than this. I mean, that's only 10. I keep waiting if this is just going to go all the way to camp or if there will be some stuff once we get out of mini camp. It does feel like it's on hold right now. Like nothing's but, happening but, but right now. But it's weird because even Coach told us, like, by mini camp, they hope to have this roster done by mandatory mini camp. I don't see how. And, and, I mean, you'd have to really get to work. But the I mean, stuff could be in the works. But it, then you find yourself following, like, Jarvis will tweet something innocuous on Twitter, and you're like, oh, what does that mean? Yeah. Or you saw – I saw it going around. Joe Hayden put on Instagram a picture of him in a Browns jersey looking at him in a Steelers jersey, you know, because he's obviously played for both. Joe's still without a roster at this point. So there's a lot of those guys who are out there. You mentioned Treader doesn't have a team. I mean, that's, that's insane to me. Treader, Jarvis, Odell, Clowney, right now none of them are on a roster. And a year ago at this time – when we all stood out there on that balcony and wa and did the shows out there and watched Odell run and saw all of that, just think how much has changed in a year. Yeah. It's and, amazing. And, and Treader may be waiting because, I mean, he's a veteran. Yeah. He can come right into camp and be ready to go. Well, yeah, and we, we basically – it was the J.C. Treader rule last year. I mean, he didn't practice. So Correct. He, you know, it's one of those things where he was always ready and was great. He was really underappreciated, not here locally, but nationally for how good he was for us. He was really extraordinary.
Um, there's still some time. It is a mailbag edition. Get your CBD mailbag questions in at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. We'll get to as many of those as we can here coming up in a couple of minutes. I also want to tell you, Browns fans, Sugardale is sponsoring a grand opening event at the newest Meyer location. Visit the Brunswick store this Friday, May 13th. Samples, giveaways, special appearances by Browns alumni and chops. For store location, more details, visit Sugardale.com slash events. Uh, in addition to that, Tickets for the Browns home games go on sale tonight starting at 6, continuing at 8 with the team's remaining home games. For more information, visit clevelandbrowns.com, and you will find it there. The mailbag. Oh, we have a presenting sponsor of the mailbag. We do. Wow. How about that? What a day to be alive. That's coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste and Recycling, family-owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Is that a demerit on my part? No. Did you, I was no, going to no, say, no, it felt I, like... I had the mic muted over okay. here. All right. Right. So you would have been able to hear yourself. Would have been able to hear it, and then I couldn't. Yeah, then we would have could have avoided that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, no okay. demerits, sir. All right. So there you go. All right, we got a mailbag. We and do. we have a presenting sponsor of a mailbag. Uh, how about that? Well, not surprised. We're presented by our great friends at Vivid Seats. Let's go! Oh, boy. Vivid Seats, an official fan experience partner of the Cleveland Browns. I would think once that schedule comes out tonight, some really cool fan experience packages you'll be able to buy on Vivid Seats starting tomorrow. As the Browns hit the road. That little South Beach package, I bet. I like that one. Oh. That's the one you do. Let's just hope it's uh, when it's cold. Be in the cold. Yeah. Throw us a bone. All right. That'd be nice. Be November. Be December. Every time we've gone to L.A. or Florida, it's been in the it's been in the uh, the hottest part of the year. Or I would also fall. say November and December, but don't do it around a holiday. Correct. You know what I mean? Give, give me an empty weekend in November or December. Nice trip I mean, to the to the warmth. Yeah, I mean the ideal thing hurt? would be the the week the week before. Uh, ideally, would be the week before Thanksgiving. I mean, think about that because that and then you give me a bye week going into Thanksgiving. Oh, gosh. and you just stay there. Just stay. Happy Thanksgiving, stay as family. As you want to come see me? I'll be in. I'll be in Florida. Yeah. There's a tr- you know the beautiful thing about going down there is you can if you want to be single shuck and jive guy. All of that you want. If you want to be family guy, all of that you want. Great resorts for that type of stuff. So there's everything. You want to be, you know, casino? Done. Sort that out, too. Yep. All right. You can tweet at us at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. Zagura's off today. We will run amok while this uh, segment goes on. We will run between the navigational beacons without him. He's the one who de- steers it out he usually does i mean the coast guard would arrest that guy every 10 minutes yeah they'd be like they'd have the siren going oh, no you question. gotta go back in you gotta go back back on this side that's right this side of the barrier not that side that's right uh ryan black tweets at the show bo while you were away nathan zagura expressed his de- desire to abolish all ice cream trucks 
Do you have anything that you would love to destroy that typically brings lots of harmless summertime joy to the youth of America? Well done, Ryan. Well done. What was his reason? Just they're creepy? Yeah, he thinks they're creepy. Yeah, with the van and the old Whatever. weird Whatever, like guy. it's an ice cream truck. Here's what, what is w- the difference between the ice cream truck guy and the pizza delivery guy? Well, you're, the pizza delivery guy is bringing the pizza to your door. The ice cream cup, cup dry, ice cream truck guy is luring your children to him. So that would be the biggest difference. Yeah, but you, if you're a responsible parent, you're probably going with him. <laughs> right. like, I'm going. I am. I mean, I'll tell you this: when they, when, when my kids hear that music, Bootsy's eyes are the size of silver dollars. It is a sprint, barefoot. To the road, what do you have as if he's never had ice cream before in his life? Like, that's his I'll attitude. take the entire right side. I'll take all of it. And he always makes a critical error. He always buys the ones that look like Spider-Man or whatever. I'm like, that's going to suck. Yep. I'm telling you, that's going to suck. It's going to end up on the ground like you'd buy, like, the Ninja Turtle ones. With the gumball eyes. The stupid gumball eyes. I'm like, that That ain't where you want to go, brother. No. you got to go the praline cone. You got The drumstick. The drumstick. Stay in a stay in a chocolate cone situation. Even you could even go just simple if you like. Give me the ice cream sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Like, give me something like that. I would do one amendment to. I don't have a. I don't have new issues he has with ice cream trucks. I do find his issues with him funny. Um, I would say the one thing I would say to that is, don't you dare show up as an ice cream truck in my neighborhood until at least six thirty. Do not show up at five o'clock. Do you have two windows? You can either come afternoon between yeah. 1 and 3.30 or 4. Once summer rolls around. Right, yeah. once summer rolls around. Or you can come after 6 or 7, before 8. You cannot come in the dinner window. I, I can't navigate that. So that would be it. The other thing I would say, as, a, as now that a parent of young kids, and this would break the young me's heart, I would abolish. Like, if I, if I ever see, like, a little kid holding a firework, I'd arrest him. Because every yeah. time I see my kids around any sort of firework, I think a hand's coming off. Sparkler included? Sparklers are a little different. There's ah. not an explosive nature. True. None of the rest of it do I trust. Eh? None of it. All right. Ryan, love you. Thanks, buddy. Good. Good job out of you. Good tweet. Lance tweets at us uh, at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag AskCBD. What's the most memorable sporting event you've gone to as a fan? That's tough because we've worked. <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't remember the last. Do time you I have went an answer for that? For one that you went to as a fan? I think it might be the night that the Cavs clinched to go to the finals. Um, the first time in two thousand seven. Mm. I, I, think, I feel I like think that might be because that night was memorable. And sure. Then, you know, then, when, then I had to go back to work. I did work pregame, work postgame, <laughs> worked all night. But I think the last sporting event that I. I mean, I went to Indians Cubs World Series. Yeah, and, that, but the that Cubs was one. So I try to block that out. Yeah, I went to game one of the World Series here. But I'm with you. It wasn't. I mean, you probably have to go back to, like, my Montana days. Like, I went to – I mean, like – and, you know, there was, like, some Cat Grizz football games that were a lot of fun when I was in college. But you've been – that – honestly, I wonder if this happened to you. 
I did. I have found that because of, especially when I was in the TV side of this, that I did lose my fandom. Oh yeah, right. I, I'm still a, yeah, you know, I'm still a fan, but it, it's tougher to watch a game just as a fan. For sure, because I start dissecting things. Absolutely, you're <laughs> looking at it in a different through yeah. a different prism. I don't sit there and There's just no enjoy question. It. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like the, you know, my kids get on me. All, yeah, do you love the Lakers? I did as a kid. You know, but I don't care now. Yeah. You know, like now, since I've been in this, you lose that. And they'll be like, well, you're a bandwagon fan. You follow the Cleveland teams. I'm like, well, they're here. Like, this is where I live. This is where I live. So, yeah, these are the teams I follow. Um, and that's, you know, that's, but that's it. So I, I think that's one of the casualties is you kind of miss that. What's the coolest sporting event you've been at as a credentialed member of the media? Most memorable. I. I mean, any of the, the Cavs NBA Finals playoff games, being backstage is, and being, you know, behind the scenes. Yeah. I stumbled into the Warriors' first championship party. Did you really? It was here. I literally opened the door. I was trying to find Brian Winhurst. He and I were doing a podcast at the time. Okay. It's 3.30 in the morning. I thought I was going to the right room. I didn't. I opened the door, and literally <laughs> the, the trophies there, the entire team's there with their family, and I'm like, Wrong room. Sorry. It was like the music stopped, and I <laughs> had to keep going. It's amazing. Um, I, that I've ever covered. So it, it's funny because, like, it, it would have been that Brown-Steelers playoff win, but we were at First Energy Stadium. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that th that would probably be the biggest Browns game in 10 years, and we weren't there because right. of COVID. Yeah, that would have been. So it, uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. I will always remember that being in that room and, you know, what happened that night. But I don't know. What about you? The two that jump out to me, Brady's first Super Bowl win with the Pats. They're 14-point dogs in the Dome. It's the first Super Bowl after 9-11. So walking in, there are Apache helicopters over the Superdome everywhere. It was a, ma a, a maze wrapped in a labyrinth, wrapped in an enigma to get into the stadium. Just the weaving through various gates. Checkpoints. Checkpoints to get in, all underground. You were never so the light of day once you went in. Um, and then once I got in, I literally ran into George W. Bush. I was in the wrong place. The president yeah, of the United States. I, I ran it, not him, but like his crew. I ran right into his, his social security, ran into that. I was clearly in the wrong place. Paul McCartney was there. He sang, he, he had written a song in homage to 9-11. National Anthem, I think it was Mariah Carey. U2 played half Where time. the Streets Have No Name at halftime with everyone who was lost on 9-11. And the Patriots were 14-point dogs, and Brady let him down and Benetieri kicked to kick to win it. And They'd never won anything. The Patriots were a laughing stock. So that one. And then the one that was the most amazing to me personally was the national champ. I said national championship because that's what it felt like. It's Ohio State beating Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. In that final four semifinal. Yeah. So we, we go, again, in New Orleans. We go down to the field for the last five minutes of the game. And so I'm on the field as Ezekiel Elliott gets handed the ball. I go out as he breaks through, like onto the field as it looks like he's going to break through, and then the whole stands or the whole sideline, Ohio State sideline, walked out. So I turned around as I turn around to look to the the big screen on the other end of the stadium. It was right above the Alabama student section, and it was Ezekiel Elliott ripping the heart out of the South in the South. Like it was like Sherman to the sea, like nobody it had was. beaten Bama down there. 
No. And, not and it that felt way. like the national title. That's a good question. Good job by you, Lance. Uh, Richie Fox, I think I've asked this plenty of times before. Is there any way we can get Ned. an official Kingsley. CBD quarter zip? Yeah, yeah. I think what we need is a supplier. We need a supplier. We need an approval of the of what type of cut we want on this thing. We need a manufacturer. I think the design would be simple. I think we would go as a simple classic design is what we would probably do. Probably in a white or a dark, dark brown would probably be the two colors you'd want on that. Um, but, yeah, I think we can do that. But it'd be fun and tie it into some sort of cherry yeah. or something. I know Richie applied for the internship, too, but I'm not there yet. We're still We're not walking. there, there Richie. <laughs> going through names. He's like, Easy. when am I going to hear about it? Eh, I'm working on it. <laughs> Uh, Shay All right. tweets at the show at Browns underscore daily using the hashtag AskCBD. Wife and I are doing San Antonio and Corpus Christi next week. Any suggestions? I can tell you I've been to Corpus Christi. My best friend from college got his Air Force wings at the air base there. Uh, I never went outside prior to like 8 o'clock at night because it was like walking on the sun. <laughs> it was awful. Corpus Christi sucked. So this is my only point of rep. I, I've not been to San Antonio, but I do know that if and if, if they happen to be fans of the the show Yellowstone, um, the at one point the biggest ranch in the world is outside of Corpus Christi, the King Ranch. So if you see like I think Ford trucks now have like the Run and W brand on some of their trucks, and it's like a King Ranch edition. Well, that ranch is located there. And they, I still think they do some stuff down there. I think it's still operational. That might be a cool tour for you. Riverwalk in San Antonio. Yeah. Great bars, restaurants, great nightlife. Really good place. Uh, Brian Munsey tweets at us. What are you guys talking about? You guys are totally clueless. Green Bay will be a top two team in the NFC. Unbelievable. Give someone a mic and they don't even know how to use it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, I don't. I, that's mostly your take, but I think it, it, some it of is. it's right. Like it does feel you lost the entire wide receiver room and yeah. maybe the number one wide receiver in the NFL, and you replaced them all and with a rookie and Sammy uh, Watkins, yeah. who can't stay on the and field. Help. Congratulations! If you if you are the second best team in the NFC, you've, you're you're valedictorian of summer school. I don't know what to tell you. Like it, that that conference is really depleted, and I I don't know. I'm with you. I, it's. Hey, we'll look, see. I would love to see him win. I got I, plenty of friends that are Packer fans. I've yeah. been up there. It's a great, great experience. And I still I think they're I still think they'll win the division. And I still think they could be a top two seed. That's not that surprising to me. I think the division is so bad. Luckily, them and the Bucks, they're in a bad division. Right. Them and the Bucks could both go thirteen and four. Yep. Uh Rally. at Rally in the North. Favorite food at the ballpark stadium. I am a I am a firm believer in the following. You should not serve anything at a ballpark that cannot be eaten with two hands. I am not fork guy at a ballpark. I'm a chip nacho guy. I'm a dog. I'm a brat. I like the nachos with, like, there's a cup of nacho cheese. There's the salsa. Fine. That's fine. Like, and a jalapeno. We'll mix it all top. up. Yep. Perfect. Yep. But I don't, don't give me a fork at a, at a. Nope. Not unless I'm in the bougie places. And Correct. then you got tables, but if you're just with the people, then I am a I'm a brat guy. I'm a, I like a brat at a game. That's hot dog brat. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm not a. I don't want anything, and I don't want anything. The other thing is I can't have anything messy, because nothing nothing will put a damper on a day like 
something dripping all over you. Yeah. Nothing sticking. If I have to spend more time worrying about what I'm eating and wearing it as opposed to watching the game. That's right. You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong place. Um, Let's see here. This is a great tweet from Chuck. His wife and I were at the semifinal game uh, in New Orleans. I vividly remember the moment, which I referred to. It was glorious. All my wife remembers about the experience is that the Mercedes Dome doesn't have cup holders at the seats. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) That's great, Chuck. It's a hell of a moment. I'll Uh, tell you that. uh, Chris at Crisp Bacon 24. There you go. That's a heck of a name. There you go. Uh, if the NFL added a 33rd team, where would you put it? Me? I'd put it in Vancouver, British British Canada. What is this question? If what had what? If the NFL added a 33rd team, where would you put it? And he'd go Vancouver? Yeah. I love Vancouver. but <clears throat> it's, I think it's a I little don't. bit too much of an outpost. Yeah, I don't. Is that? Um, to... I'd probably go to Toronto. That's a monster market. It aligns closely with the East. I know that there's all the t- all the talk about London, but Toronto to me would have all the money in the world. You could, but I mean, they, there's like six downtowns in Toronto. People don't realize how big it is. Um, I love I, Toronto. I would probably Toronto to me. You want to put an NFL team best chance to succeed? You can't go back. You can't do St. Louis. You can't do something that's already Portland, failed. Oregon. I and maybe, but I doubt maybe. it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know what don't know. Oregon's I mean, you, into. Well, they're <laughs> into football. Like University of Oregon's really popular, but and there's a lot of money out there. But I don't know that it's to me like Toronto's the one city that's completely untapped with all the money. Yep. That doesn't have football. Agreed. By the way, the, the notion that like they're going to be randomly Bills fans always seems silly just because of proximity. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that didn't make sense. No, I, I agree with that. By the way, Rally also said, what the heck is a Cracker Jack? Who actually buys Cracker Jacks? Seriously, where does this stuff well, come from? Especially now that the Jack versus, I guess the crack would be the, the corn and the Jack would be the peanuts. The peanut ratio is out of whack. Used to be a lot more, and you want that part of it. It's not great. No, still so much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury. Call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. And keep it locked to the Browns social media platforms, clevelandbrowns.com tonight at 8 for all the details on your 2022-2023 Browns schedule release. Tomorrow we will have Rookie Day here in Berea. Some media availability, one-on-one interviews, media sessions with this year's rookie class. We have that to look forward to, which is nice. Enjoy your schedule release Thursday edition tonight, kids. We'll be back to break it all down tomorrow. The next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.